Welcome back to another episode of Mood AF, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Nikita. For those of you who don't know or are new to me, welcome. Mood AF is all tea, all shade, and all offense about whatever comes to my mind. Um, and this is basically your brain on me, so don't OD. Now, um, for those of you who have been with me for a while, now you know I owe you quite a few things, one of which is episode 15. Um, I owe you guys the audio for that. I am currently working with my engineer to get the audio stripped from the YouTube um, and uploaded onto all streaming platforms so that way you guys have the audio file and you're all set with that. And I owe you what I am doing right now, which is today's episode. So today's episode is something that's really sensitive. It's something that is really close to my heart. And I thought that this was a personal secret that I was going to take to the grave with me because I just kind of felt so not ashamed, but I just felt like, yo, this is something that I... I myself never thought like I would ever be in this position just because I felt like I was so responsible with life that how could I possibly end up in this situation? But it's kind of like one of those things that you don't know what you're going to do until you're in the actual situation itself. So today's show is entitled Everybody's Favorite A-Word. Now, Like I said, this was something that I was going to take to the grave with me because I guess you can kind of say like I was embarrassed that like I did it, but then I realize now that I'm 25 and I've had almost five years of being able to say that I've experienced this, everybody handles things differently and it's not about what a person did or didn't do in a situation you know life isn't about like how you handle situations it's about your journey and I feel like now where I'm at this was a part of the journey and I've met other women in my journey who have experienced the same thing I have so part of the reason why we're doing this show today also is because of the current political climate. I know like I try not to get too political on my show just because I know I have a very broad audience um, and a lot of people that are subscribed to me like listen to me for several different reasons. So I try not to get too political on my show. I mean, we all obviously know I'm not a fan of 45. Like that's, you know, common knowledge. But um, this show is about abortion now i know so many of you are gonna be like what you nikita never how could you we never thought exactly you never thought you would have never suspected unless if you knew me personally and like you and i had a bond and you already knew but needless to say that's neither here nor there so when i was 20 years old so this is about It makes five years this December. So I was 20 um, and I was in like a really, really like screwed up phase in my life. Like I was coming off of probably one of the rockiest times. Like this was so, so traumatic to me that like I can't even believe like I'm really telling this story right now. So it was 2014 um, and 
I was working, I was going to St. John's and I was doing complex at the time. So this was, I want to say fall 20. Yeah, this was like around fall 2014. So I get this new job and I meet this guy. So I'm like, yo, this is the highest on my high right now. I got a new job. I'm interning at Complex. Like, I'm at this dude. This is lit. Little did I know what I had in store for me. I meet this guy. He's 32. I'm like, oh, great. This is perfect. Like, we got a whole age gap. You've grown. I'm with it. I love it already. Needless to say, him and I worked in the same industry. And we used to just, like, hook up all the time. And... Me being 20, me not, you know, thinking, being naive as hell. I'm just out here being wild and not being smart and not being safe. So I end up getting pregnant around, hmm, I want to say October of 2014. So November comes, it's Thanksgiving. I'm waiting for my monthly present and it never comes. And at this time, this was like, I wasn't on birth control. So this is something that was like regularly occurring. Like I was never off maybe by like one, two days, if that. And usually, like I said, this shit is pretty regular. So next thing I know, um, I want to say it's like two days after Thanksgiving. And I'm like, I nah, something's not right. Like, Nah, something's not right. So I'm home from work and I run to the pharmacy and I'm like, yo, just do it. Just do it so you have the peace of mind. So I go to the pharmacy and I get a pregnancy test and I pee on the stick. And at first I see one line pop up. So I'm like, oh, lit, bet. So I'm just bugging. I'm stressing myself out more. It's okay. Like... I'm good. I turn around and there's two lines there. And I was just like, oh my God, yo, what did I just do? I'm like, nah, 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 nah. This is a false negative. Like we gonna start this all over again. We gonna do this all over again. Hold on, wait. I run back to the pharmacy. I get another pregnancy test. I pee on that stick and that was what confirmed it for me. So I'm like, oh shit, like I'm pregnant, but wait there's more now as we know I was once a former Disney intern so around October I had found out that I got chosen to do the Disney college program internship in Orlando so me being pregnant wasn't the right time and at the time I was living with my sister and my nephew so there was no way that I could just pop up pregnant and then tell everybody like, yeah, I'm having a baby in nine months. So this was something that I was just kind of like, yo, I got to take care of this. I got to do it quick. I got to do it discreetly. And I can't say anything to anybody. Like I just have to just push through and like figure out what's my next plan. Granted, I grew up sheltered. So me being sneaky and me trying to find a way and finesse my way out of things was something that I was so used to doing that this time i Kind of felt like this wasn't going to be any different. Oh boy, was I wrong. So I ended up calling dude and I'm like, yo, I got to link you. So he was like, yo, link me here. We're going to talk. 
Now, in this discussion, I was kind of like, yo, like, I got to keep it real with you. You know, we kind of got a little situation on our hands. And he was like, what? Like, what's up? Like, just just spit it out. And he was like, wait, let me guess. You pregnant? And I'm like, yeah. How'd you know? And he was like, well, I kind of knew the moment, you know, when it happened. And in my head, I'm like, wait, so you knew that you came inside me, but instead of you telling me this and us going to get the plan B, so all of this could have been avoided, you just didn't say shit. Like, wait, I'm confused here. Like, what? And he was like, well, you know, I just kind of felt like, nah, maybe I'm bugging. Like, I didn't do that. And I just shrugged it off. And I'm like, yo, if you even thought about it, even felt that, you should have expressed that to me. Because then we could have went about this a whole entire, entirely different way. Like, I wouldn't even be bugging right now. Like, I'd be like, all right, cool. This is a regular day. Like, whatever, my cycles just don't off because I ate a plan B. Like, nah, it wasn't even that. Now, he asked me what I was going to do because I had told him, like, yo, honestly, I know what I'm about to do. Before he could even ask, I already knew what I was going to do. I had called my doctor, scheduled the doctor's appointment to actually get actual confirmation. And then I told him, yo, look, it's confirmed. I'm pregnant. What are we going to do? He says to me, well, you know, you're only 20. You're not 21 yet. You haven't. I repeat, this is verbatim what this man said. You have not danced on top of tables in Miami yet. You haven't gone to Vegas and turned up yet. And I'm like, wait, what? How are we? Wait, what? Are you seriously coming to me telling me that I, at 20 years old, haven't danced on top of tables yet? And I got a whole, like, I have your kid, like, cooking in my stomach right now. Like, where is, What? What's the logic in that? And then it occurred to me, I remember this guy has a whole eight-year-old. At the time, he had an eight-year-old. So he has a child. His baby mother's taking him to court for literally everything that he has. And now at this point, I already knew you weren't going to be an in-and-out parent. You weren't going to sit up here and take pictures on the gram and be like, yo, this is my kid, but you're not really supporting me or you're supporting your child. So I figured, you know what? I'm not going to take you to court for child support. I don't want to take you to court for custody. What I'm going to do is if I so choose to have this child, I'm going to have this child and then I'm going to take you to court. So you can sign these papers that state you don't know anything about this this kid, like sign over all your rights as a parent. So that way I don't even have to stress you out about it, because at this point, there is no way that you could have told me that I haven't danced on top of table. So this is why I should be going through something that is so traumatic and can potentially affect me for the rest of my life. Needless to say, this man never showed up to my appointment, claims I never called him, claims I never told him anything, but calls me, you know, six weeks later when I'm already after six weeks after the procedure, you know, while I'm in Disney getting ready to start my internship. And he's like, yeah, well, you know, you never called me. You never told me anything. 
You never even let me know what you was really trying to do. You said you was going to go home and think about it and sleep on it. You know, my love, I'm just looking out for you. You so young. Like, it's so important for me to just express to you that you haven't lived your life yet. And I'm doing you a favor. Blase, blase. Like, I love you. And I'm just sitting here and I'm like, wait. So you leave me to go do this traumatic experience by myself. And you're going to call me six weeks later to say I didn't call you and I didn't ask you anything. Now, if you got a girl pregnant and she confirms to you that she's pregnant, you're going to ghost her? Like, this is really the logic of you men? This is why in episode 10 I said men are trash. Because this doesn't make sense. Like, how do you know she's not keeping this kid? And then she's going to pop up on you nine months later like, yo, bro, like, I had your child. You wanted to know? You should have called. However, I'm not that broad. I wasn't going to do that. And... Quite frankly, this is not a dig to young moms. I salute all the young mothers I know because this is not an easy decision to make. However, the difference between a lot of young moms I know and myself is they have support and they have help. I, on the other hand, will not. Now, in episode 15, toxic ass behavior from my parents, my mom already (laughs) has her version of my life mapped out. And at the rate of what she's at right now, she's like, yo, I have one grandson. I'm probably not going to get another grandkid because Nikki's not with the shits. Now, it's not to say that I am not with the shits. I would love children one day when I'm ready, when I feel I'm financially stable, when I feel like my life is together. My life is not together. And me being 20 at the time, I was like, yo, this kid and I are going to be raising each other, basically. Now, I came to the decision to have my abortion because I already knew I wasn't going to get the financial support. I wasn't going to get the emotional support. And at the time, I really didn't have anybody in my corner. Like my father was rehabbing himself from a traumatic car accident. My mother was rehabbing herself from a terrible separation. My sister was going through her own personal things. And all my friends were in college at the time. Like I was taking a gap year. So therefore, I didn't have any bread and I didn't have any idea of what to do. So I called my best friend at the time and I was like, hey, look, I'm pregnant. This is what it is. I'm going to call this place. I'm going to make an appointment. Can you come with me? Shout outs to you, Jade, because you really held me down at that time. Like, you're a phenomenal mom. Like, watching you with your daughter is absolutely great. Sometimes low-key, I'm like, damn, son, that could have been me. (laughs) But um, in due time. So I call up the place, and it was actually uptown, 59th Columbus Circle. And I go. Jade meets me there, and it's a crowded-ass spot on a Saturday morning. Now, when I went, I just assumed like, yo, you told me I have a 12 o'clock appointment. I'm going to show up early. You know, we going to be in and out. Like, I'm going to be out of there maybe like two hours. Oh, no, honey. Um, I closed the place down. Like, I was in there for so long. I didn't actually realize that the procedure itself wasn't going to be forever, but it's all the stuff that they have you do before and after, which I'm going to get into. But this is not... This episode is not to be a dig at young moms. It's not a dig at anybody. It's not saying that I am, you know, not pro-life. Like, that's not it either. It's more of 
I am making, I had to make a decision at a time that like, ain't nobody was going to make this decision, this decision for me. And as a young 20 year old, like there was no way like I was in the position to take care of myself and a whole other person. So when I got there, they obviously ask you to see your health insurance card and, you know, ID and they make you fill out all the forms. And this is when, you know, life started to set in and shit started to get real. So I look around in the waiting room and literally everybody has their significant other or, you know, the guy there with them. And here I am sitting here with my homegirl, like just chilling. <laughs> and it was just like so disheartening because it's just like, damn, like you put me in this position and now I have to sit here and deal with this by myself. But I guess this is proving to me that like, yo, I have to grow up and I have to make my bed and lie in it and hold myself accountable for the actions and the situations that I put myself in. However, um, it takes more than one person to have a baby and it takes more than one person to, you know, conceive. So I didn't put the sperm inside myself. Um, so it would have been nice to have this asshole here with me, but you know, he wasn't. So it is what it is. I still had the support that I needed. Plus, they tell you um, that you have to bring somebody with you, especially if you're going under anesthesia, um, which I will get into as well. Because for those of you who don't know, this procedure is a lot more than what you actually think. So there's two ways you can do it. There is the pill, which you take over a course of two days and it causes your body to miscarry, essentially miscarry. And that's actually... Um, I know a couple of females that have done that and they said that's actually way, way more intense on your body than a lot of people care to admit because you take the first pill when you're at the center or whatever and then you take the second pill when you're home and then that's when your body starts to just lash out and do whatever it needs to do. So to those of you who are listening who have taken the pill, hats off to you because yeah, like I just... My mental capacity couldn't even handle the actual procedure itself, much less me taking a pill and my body feeling all those intense, like rapid sensory emotions and all of that extra shit that comes with it. So for me, I went to the clinic and I got my blood taken. I got my blood pressure taken. And then um, they do the sonogram to see how far along you are. The thing is, though, you won't actually see the sonogram like they will not show it to you. And I literally begged the lady to show it to me because I was just like, listen, like I need to see this because this is a mental thumbprint of what I cannot put myself through anymore. And I have to do this and I have to see it. And she was just like, no, no, no. But there's a part where they get out the room to let you get dressed. So whilst I'm getting dressed, I turn around and I look and I see the ultrasound and I'm like yo my the like the, this this thing is like the size of like a raspberry at this point I was only eight weeks so luckily enough I I could have taken the pill or I could have actually done the actual procedure but we clearly see where I went with this one after that you wait back in the waiting room they call you again then they let you talk to the therapist there and you know she asks you a bunch of questions she asks you why you want to do this are you sure you want to do this 
blase blase and i was like look like i'm not gonna get any support and i have a whole internship i have to go do in six weeks and i'm gonna be gone for six months so i need to do this now because i'm not gonna have time to do it and at the rate of which i'm going at there's so much more i want to do in my life that yes right now is not the best time so please stop asking me all these questions let me just go ahead and get this over with now they call you back you go sit in the waiting room a little bit more then i get called one last time and this is to go sit in the waiting area which they will have before they take you to the room to do the actual procedure itself so the procedure is fairly quick I think it's only like three to five minutes. Um, So now it's my turn to get called. I go in the room. And if you know me, you know I have a deathly intense fear of needles. Now, when I walk in the room, the first thing I see is needles. And I'm like bugging out. Because on my form, I told them I didn't want to be under anesthesia. So I was going to get a local anesthetic, which... All right, I hate to get a little gory, but the local anesthetic will just be numbing you in your cervix. So technically you'll be awake and you'll see everything, but like you won't necessarily feel anything too crazy. Like they told you that like you'll feel a little pressure, but that's about it. But I'm not even 100% sure about all that. So the doctor was like, listen, I'm letting you know now the needle that I have to numb you with with your cervix is a lot thicker and it's going to it's going to sting. Like if I were you, I would just go ahead and just go get under anesthesia. It's a quick little one, two, three. You'll be fine. So I ended up having to sign a new waiver form that says that I am aware that I will be going under anesthesia, whatever, whatever. The anesthesiologist comes in. I get the prick. I go to sleep. I wake up. I'm in um, the recovery room with a bunch of other girls. And not only am I in the recovery room with a bunch of other girls, um, you know, you can't eat 12 hours before you have the the procedure done. So you're sitting there dehydrated, hungry, and you're like bleeding forever. So they obviously come around the room and the nurses come and they give you water and they give you like a sucker. So that way you can like get your blood sugar back up. And then they like periodically come and they check your bleeding. Now, if you're bleeding intensely, they're going to tell you that you need to just rest for a couple more minutes. And then they'll probably give you like a Tylenol um, so you can go contingent upon your pain level. Now, my pain level was at like a nine and I had been there all day and the clinic was actually about to close. So... They're worried about me and concerned about my health because I'm literally telling them like, yo, I'm dying right now. Like my pain is so intense. Like I'm hurt right now. Like I can't even move, much less put on clothes. And little did anybody warn me. But then again, I had to hide it from my family. I didn't go dressed in sweatpants. Now it's the middle of December. Okay, so it's cold as hell outside. So I'm not in sweats and Uggs. I'm literally in boots, jeans a cardigan, a button-up shirt. Like I had to just play it off and make it look like I was going out for a regular day because I couldn't fathom telling my actual family what the hell I was really doing. Like I really was not trying to have any parts of that. So that's basically how the procedure went. They give you medication. They tell you, hey, 
put this in at your pharmacy, whatever, whatever, come back in a couple weeks just to get a routine checkup to make sure everything's okay and that your pregnancy has been terminated. Cool. So I go to the pharmacy, I fill my prescription, I get something to eat, I'm finally able to eat, but I think I wasn't so concerned about how my body was going to feel just because they tell you that you, you'll be able to return back to normal activity and work and school and all that within the next day. I was more so concerned about my mental health because it was such a traumatic experience like that I couldn't fathom having to explain to you know, my friends and family what I just did. And I didn't have the mental support from anybody because I literally couldn't tell anyone aside from my best friends. And my best friends at the time, you know, they were all like in school, they were partying, they were doing their thing. And for me, it was just like, damn, like y'all are all out turning up and being lit. And then here I am dealing with this big, heavy secret on my chest. And The only thing that really saved me at the time and was my refuge and my salvage and my peace was the fact that I have such a career that I want to experience and that I want to live. So really, I really did this episode with the hope that I'm going to be able to transform a young woman's life and she's going to be able to if she's in this position, she'll be able to be like, yo, if Nikita could sit here and do this, why can't I? If Nikita could experience this and she came out swinging, like, look at all the shit she did. She did Disney, then she did her little PR thing. Now she got her own show. Like, Nikita put her career first. I'm not saying that put your career first and then have babies. Live your life however you want to live it. I just want women to understand that it's okay to make this decision because you don't want a baby right now like you don't want a baby for whatever reason you're not financially ready you want to travel maybe you don't even want kids like that's okay there's facts out there that show that not all you know pro-choice women like have abortions or even want them like it's just there for the fact that women have a choice it's important for us as women to have a choice it's also important for men as our allies if you say you're our allies to stand up with women besides women and let them know like yo you have a choice if you're a man and you don't therefore you don't have a vagina so therefore you should not even be considering making a decision about another female's body like men shouldn't even be policing our vaginas and our uteruses like i don't understand why congress why these white men why 45 thinks it's so important and imperative to take this important of a choice away from women because then we're gonna have a lot of uh women who are gonna get abortions the old-fashioned way with the coat wire hanger um there's gonna be a lot more people a lot more women dying because you're taking this right away from them and then you're taking away you're trying to take away our right to birth control you like defunded Planned Parenthood if I'm not mistaken and like Planned Parenthood is isn't the only place in this world that does abortions like they're not there's other clinics there's doctors there's you know healthcare providers there's all types of people that do them like actual legit doctors please don't go do this yourself please don't try to find a a mysterious way to do it like no 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 no. you cannot botch this because you will die you need to go get licensed professional help if you are going to make this heavy of a decision so 
to me, it's so important for women to understand that, yo, you have a choice. It's okay to, you know, explore other options. If you want to carry a baby to term, go for it. If you want to be the best mom you can be, go for it. I support you. If you think, yo, I can sit up here, have my career, do it how Cardi did it, go for it. I'm all for that. I think it's great. The young moms who are out here killing the game, doing whatever they got to do, and they're still young and they still have their budding, thriving careers. Not everybody is th- not everybody's story is going to be that. Not everybody's situation is similar to that. So therefore, I also feel like it's important for women to understand like, yo, what do I do if I get in this position? Like, what are my options? Yeah, go ahead and carry that baby to term. If you want to give it up for adoption, more power to you. But please, I'm not trying to stray anybody away from adoption either. But do understand there are millions of kids in the foster care system and the foster care system is letting them down too. So I'm not trying to shove my decision down anybody's throat. Again, I'm not telling you to do this. I'm just here to let you know that, yo, I did it and I've healed. The Me doing this episode right now is providing me the healing that I need and the closure that I need because I'm praying that this episode will transcend to somebody and it'll help them get to where they need to be like if there's a woman at a crossroad right now and she's like yo give up my whole career give up my whole life for something that i didn't even mean to really do i got caught up in a situation or like do i just push through i don't want a woman to teeter-totter and then look back and then resent her child because then guess what you're following the cycle of bringing toxic parenting and I don't ever want a young woman who chose her child over her career to ever look back at her kid with regret and resentment I know moms don't do that but there's certain mothers out there who really wish that they didn't have their kid and they would have made another decision so I think really what I'm really trying to push is for everybody to consider all the options Yes, I'm not saying that abortion is right. Trust me, I know. I'm going to have to answer to God for this because some of y'all are a little judgy and y'all like to pick and choose Bible verses to clear things up and 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 justify things. But let me let me just say this. God is my judge, my jury, my vindicator and I and so therefore I don't answer to you. When my time comes, I'm going to have to answer to him for what I did. And I did it with the best interest of not only myself, but my family and what is going to be my future family. So looking back on it now, I made the best decision for me because if I didn't do it, then I wouldn't have mood AF. If I didn't do it, then I wouldn't have been able to experience half the things that I've experienced. I wouldn't have been able to travel to the places I traveled, meet the people that I've met, done the things that I've done and live the life that I've lived so far. I just need everybody to, again, understand this. I'm not telling you to do this. By all means, I'm not. There's things I tell you to do, and I think you should do it. And there's things that I'm like, yo, I ain't say do that. I said consider it. So, listen. I thank all of you for listening to me, listening to my story. Um, Before I go, I do kind of want to hit y'all with a couple one-two facts just to, you know, think about some things. Um, The morning after pill is not the same as an abortion. I don't know why I have to say this, but you know what? I'm just going to say it anyway. The morning after pill is literally like emergency contraceptive 
that has to be taken within like a specific time frame. It's like 72 to 96 hours. So you need to take that after, you know, you had sex and you had your little fun. And then it clicks in your head like, oh shit, like before this prolongs and gets any worse, let me stop it now. So remember, plan B is not the same thing as the, the pill that's going to start your abortion. That's not it. It literally just... It's like intense spermicide, put it that way. Like that's the bad, that's the worst way to put it, but it's like literally intense spermicide. So just consider that. Um, in most cases, the fetuses don't feel any pain, especially if you're under like a certain amount of weeks. I think if you're anything over 12 weeks, that's when, you know, things get kind of tricky and the, the waters get kind of muddy. But if you're under 12 weeks, literally like, the baby's only the size of like maybe like a raspberry or like a grapefruit. Like it 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 can't feel things. Like yes, there's parts that are developing or have developed, but it it's not as bad as what people make it out to be. And especially with people in the baby boomer generation. So like our parents who like to sit here and be like, Oh, they feel, they have feelings, they are per- they're people. No, they're fetuses. They don't have minds they cannot think for themselves they cannot do for themselves because if you were to have a baby and it come out a fetus it wouldn't be able to breathe it wouldn't even be able to live so this is just things to think about okay now this is why another reason why i'm stressing this because i literally told you guys like i'm gonna sign the show off but meanwhile i'm still babbling here um (laughs) if 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 you love women you have a sister a cousin a mom i mean hello like you came from a woman and you are a man please understand the responsibility that you have as well if a female comes to you and she's like yo i'm pregnant and i'm having an abortion like y'all really think that because i get it there's chicks out there that are funny with that shit they'll just come take your money and bounce and then end up giving having a kid but that's not the case with every situ- with every girl. That's not the case. Some women are actually like, yo, like I don't want this just as much as you do. Please support her. Please hold her hand. Please let her know that you are here to get her through because that's what she needs. She needs support. She needs mental support. It, sometimes it might be financial support. Sometimes it might be she just needs somebody to cry on and that'll listen to her. Go to the appointment, pick her up. I'm not telling you to be her boyfriend, but I'm telling you have her back because understand she doesn't want to go through this. And a lot of times men don't understand the psychological effects that abortions actually have. Like I ain't gonna lie, it took me a hot minute before I came to peace with what was going on. You understand what I'm saying? Like, I was like, damn, like, look at all my friends now that have kids. Like, I could have been them. I could have been with them. Our kids could be playing together. But then I thought about my life in the bigger picture of what I wanted to do. And I'm like, okay, this doesn't fit into what I want to do right now. So this is a personal decision for me. Now, men, again, support them support all women like be our allies like understand that women need the access to safe and legal abortions think about how many women out there in the country are about to have that right stripped away from them by these old pruny ass white men who like to police women's vaginas don't do that don't be a deadbeat either like if this is something that you want to do 
and this is something that you fully support, just understand that you need to be the support system a thousand percent the entire way through. Make sure that you are holding her hand and you're supporting her and you're letting her know like, yo, I'm here for you. I'm here through this time. Don't just throw the bread at her and not support her after that. Like that's corny. It's 2019. Come on, son. Like you got me in this situation. I don't want to be in a situation just as much as you don't want to be in a situation. So men, please be considerate. And women, please explore all your options. Don't feel like you are obligated to just do one thing. Like, please literally sit down and take the time to consider everything. Make pro and con lists. Pray. Go to therapy. Think about it before you make such a drastic decision in your life. Like I said, I'm not telling anybody to not have babies. Babies rule the world. They're so cute. They're cuddly. But at the end of the day, also think about the grand scheme of things in your life. Sometimes... Part of coming into real womanhood is when good dick can't cloud your judgment no more and you have to think like, yo, is he going to be a good provider? Is he going to be a great dad, a good father? Does he put some of his money aside and save it for a rainy day or does he blow all of his check? Think about these things like (laughs) we're getting older, especially those of us who are in our mid 20s. Like, yo, these are things we have to think about when we have relationships with people like accidents do happen. Do you think that you guys will be able to get through this together? Or do you think that it's a situation where like, yo, I ain't mean to get here. You ain't mean to get here. Let's just get through this together. Quick and simple. It's not, obviously it's not simple, but you know what I mean. So as always, I thank each and every single one of you for always supporting me and supporting Mood AF. Um, I'm going to lie. I don't know how the sound quality sounds right now because this was just kind of weighing heavy on my heart. So I just needed to hurry up and get this out to you. I know it's not one of my best episodes, but please just listen to it with no judgments. Also, <laughs> um, please subscribe to the Mood, uh, Mood AF YouTube channel. Click that bell notification so you never miss any new uploads. Um, I know I gave you guys a visual last time, so I'm giving you audio this time. Um, yeah, and keep letting me know the feedback and things and, and things you want to see, things you want me to talk about. Um, yeah, I don't think I have anything else to say aside from if you hear my nervousness in this episode, please don't make fun of me. I was so shook. Like, I, there's so many repercussions. Like, I've thought the absolute worst about this absolute episode. I've, I've literally thought about everything because not all of my family knows, obviously. Some of my family knows. Some of my family doesn't. Not all of my friends know. There's people in my life who I didn't want to know who are actually subscribed to my show. So they'll probably find this out now. But that's the risk that I take as a journalist because I've always said that if I can impact one person with the words that I speak and the words that I write, then I've done my job. And I feel like with this episode, I've gotten my closure. I've gotten my peace and I've done my job giving you that real and that's why mood af has grown the way how it has organically because i'm gonna let y'all know this now as much as i love y'all please do not come to me telling me about who has a podcast and who's doing what on their show i don't care about anybody else's show because i am not them and they are not me so i like to do things with mood af as organic as they come i'm still trying to get my footing there's a lot of shit going on behind the scenes in my life as it always is but again Please listen to this with no judgment. My name is Nikita. Thank you for joining me and I will see you guys next episode. Love you.